Did you know that the Beers and Ears podcast is hosted by Casey Woolley of Magical Memories by Casey? Magical Memories by Casey is a travel planner who's part of the Main Street and More Travel Agency, an authorized and earmarked travel agency that specializes in Disney, Universal, cruises, all-inclusives, and so much more. When you use an authorized travel planner, it costs you nothing extra, but you gain years of expertise, tips, tricks, and advice on how to make the most of your trip. Never miss a deadline. Know when to make your reservations, your payments, and how to plan out your day. It's super simple. And since you're already listening to the show, I would guess that you already trust in what we're talking about. So why not also trust me to help plan your trip for you? Right now, book a trip for summer 2023. That's any Disney trip through September 30th. And if you book before May 18th, I'll send you an extra $25 Disney e-gift card as a special thank you for trusting me to plan your magical getaway. And if you're not ready to take that trip that fast, that's okay. I'm here to help no matter when and where you're planning to go. Head on over to www.caseywoolley.com or visit me on Facebook at facebook.com slash magicalcasey. And let's start planning today. Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Casey. And my name is Matt. I'm so excited to be back with the most rigorous <laughs> preparation I have ever had to do for a podcast. Well, we're kind of in a new home, too. So we're yes. recording on a on a new platform. So uh, we had been using for three years uh, Zencaster. They decided to take their platform uh, to, to be uh, charge based, which I don't you know, that's no, fine. which is fine. You know, that's yeah. perfectly fine. It's just we weren't willing to pay the amount that they wanted to uh, to charge us. And then we tried a couple. Was it Riverside? I think we tried. Yeah, Riverside. But they're just again, it's similar to Zencaster. They're just really expensive. <laughs> so we are trying Zoom, uh, the the OG, I guess you could call it. Look at us uh, to see to see if this works. And so far, so good. So we um, could but, have up to a hundred people on this podcast, Casey. Uh, you know, we can have up to a hundred people, and they can call in, and wow. they can also do it on their mobile device now, unlike with Zencaster. So wow, I know we're getting technologically savvy there man woo or as walt <laughs> disney would say we're plussing yes <laughs> uh, before we get into today's topic matt did you see the news the unfortunate news of what happened at disneyland last night yes I, we can laugh about it because it seems like nobody was hurt yes. so yes um, so um phantasmic uh, goes off uh twice a day every day at disneyland at walt disney world the disneyland version had an upgrade a refurb recently and and I had a chance to see it last um, June. It's a pretty cool, awesome version of the show. Uh, last, ne- last night, it was on fire, though. It was just hot. And literally, <laughs> when I say it was on fire, it was on fire. Unfortunately, the Maleficent dragon uh, at the very finale when Mickey shoots sparks at it, caught fire and mickey mickey did it he defeated the dragon very literally the dragon for probably a couple of months i don't know if it's going to be back for a bit (laughs) um nobody was hurt they evacuated the cast members off of tom sawyer island thankfully um they had to get the guests evacuated from around tom sawyer island um and uh yeah uh there's still no like reason on what caused it quite yet but yeah no one likes to see that at all No, I mean, it is very funny that in my mind that this is the second time that a parks dragon has caught on fire. You know, famously, (laughs) the steampunk dragon in the Festival of Fantasy Parade also caught on fire. I just think it's funny that 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 one specific thing uh, uh, caught on caught on fire. Um, You know, you never want to see it, obviously. But, um, you know, it you know, this is why they have I'm sure in training for these types of shows, they have safety trainings and you know i i, I don't know if i've ever told the story on the pod but um uh a while back when i was working at the Disney store i mean you were too but you just weren't working that day it was a random tuesday and some of you may have seen this on the news but there oh, was someone who, i know what you're talking about yeah, yes. someone drove their car through the mall um now i can laugh about this because you know no one was hurt um it it, it ended like there was property damage but you know it, it was not as tragic as what it could have been but mm. In the moment, we have to treat it 
like there is an emergency. Like an and, you know, it, and it, it, it had always been, it's always whenever you do trainings and I'm sure you have it at your work now, um, where you have to do active shooter trainings. Like mm -hmm. I know that I did, I had to watch the video and the videos are really hokey and you know, they're like, it's it, but then I had this happen and we snapped right into like, okay, here we go. This is what we do. We get all the guests back here. We set this, we grab this binder. This is where we go. Um, and it really did, was like a boom. We know what to do. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and I, I'm, I'm sure in this case as well, you know, they trained them for this and boom, everybody knew exactly what to do, how to evacuate, where to get the guests. And so, um, it, it seems like everything was smooth. I, I have to tell the funny anecdotal story though. Of, so we, we evacuate them all. We realize there's not a threat, but they need us to evacuate. And we're trying to call people to, um, you know, call them off and say, don't come to work because you're not going to be able to get in. We're going home for the day. And so we could, we had a couple new cast members that didn't have their number. So I called you and said, Casey, do you have this person's number? And you're like, yeah, just it's in, it's in this binder that's under the desk. And I'm like, yeah, th about that. <laughs> I, I remember that right you. now. Well, I, I didn't know what was going on. Oh yeah. You time. didn't know what was going on. I had on. no idea. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's just in the binder. Just go there. You know, I'm like, God, that's so, so funny. And I had relatives and like, come, are you at work right now? I'm like, well, not anymore. I'm not. Uh, I got the day off. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so it, whatever job you do, it, um, it, it, it may, those types of things may seem really ridiculous. It's funny because I was just commenting, uh, you and I are both from the Midwest and um, you and I have both been to Cedar Point before. It's kind of, yeah. when, you, when you live in Michigan, it's like a right, like a, it's a tradition. So I was just commenting on Cedar Point's post the other day about their ma the Magnum. The Magnum has been up for, you know, 40 years or whatever. So back in 2003, I had chaperoned a youth church group to Cedar Point for the day. Uh, this was August 2003, and um, we're waiting in line for the Magnum. We're watching the, the coaster go up the hill and go down the hill. The DJs spinning their beats. There's the fans are blowing all the cold air with the water mist. And we're having a good time. It's midday. You know, it's, I think at this point, it's probably three or four. And um, all of a sudden, you just hear the music go, and the, fan, and the fans <laughs> all stop. And we look up, and the Magnum um the the train is at the very top of the hill stopped uh oh <laughs> well what we didn't know at the time i can comment on now is we were living through the blackout of 2003 and i was at cedar point when that happened and <laughs> they had to walk you talk about cast members or employees knowing what to do they had to walk those guests down the catwalk from the top of that 200 foot wow hill. could you imagine yeah i mean holy smoke so but yeah to your point i staff employees cast members you know we're trained in a lot of ways while we hope we never have to do it um, we're trained to be able to deal with situations like that. So kudos to the cast members for dealing with that. Yeah. It's crazy. If you, if, you know, we have to do the, we have to remind ourselves of those every year. And even though I still sit down and go, this is a little ridiculous. I, I it's I'm, I'm thankful if anything were to happen that <laughs> do, I just know. Do you remember the, this wasn't, uh, a safety one. This had to do with information security yes. <laughs> with the guy who's holding a baby. He goes, would you give your baby to a stranger? Imagine this is, imagine this is your baby to which I'm sorry. Okay. So they were comparing <laughs> Disney intellectual property uh, and my baby. Oh my I'm God. sorry. My child's life is a little bit different <laughs> I than just, Disney I just, intellectual that, that property. One, that one sticks with me. And then they had Mark Hamill come in and do one. I think that too. was that was a really that was a passwords one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Where it was Mark Hamill, but yeah, it, and and the the baby one was like in a very like corporate like. Imagine this is a baby. It was <laughs> almost like I. It was almost done in like you know you know the commercials that have mayhem and the, the yes. Image. It's yes. almost like him. It was kind of like him. So yeah. All right. Anyway, let's get <laughs> to our major topic for the day. We are doing another top ten episode. This one I think will actually be a top ten. I mean, I think we're gonna go down. The list <laughs> yeah, here. we'll actually do a top ten this time. <laughs> but I will tell you that this was a hard list. So let me give you a little bit of background on this, uh, friends. Last week, we said we were going to do a top 10 Disney movies episode. And we said, wow, I can't believe we've never done one. Well, now we know why we've never done one. <laughs> because 
I don't know if you looked, but Matt, there are officially 422 Disney or Disney subsidiary movies that have been produced since the founding of the Walt Disney Company. There's quite a lot. Um, so a lot. To, 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 to narrow this down to a top 10, frankly, is impossible. So I texted Matt yesterday or Friday. I said, hey, how about instead of just the random top 10, why don't we talk top 10 like tent pole like really important movies in disney history that have influential stuff like that yeah and and the rule we followed was even if it's disney now it actually had to be disney when it was created so for example when i came up on like the star wars movies those have been pretty influential but they weren't disney at the time they were created i mean you could say the 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 sequel trilogy yes was if you really wanted to put those in the top 10 um but the original even though it's disney now it wasn't disney at the time yeah so that's so kind like, of the yeah. rule we followed here yeah 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 no that and and there was not outside of that there was no like as usual with these top tens i might have taken a little bit differently than casey but that's okay like the, the, this is not any kind of official list or anything like that no um well it's our official list i mean it's our official it's the list. beers yeah, but, and the ear beers and ears official top 10 list of influential disney movies i mean but I, that's I really did, what we're gonna call it I did have a tough time of like, okay, like which, like these are really important movies. Like, let me give you one that's not on my list. An honorable um, mention. Um, honorable mention. The Lion King is one of them. That, that is not on my list either. I, I wanted I, it to be. Exactly. It's it, like, yeah, this is a really important franchise, but I look at some of these other franchises and go, I just think from an influential historical other, like, important standpoint the lion king doesn't stand out in that regard and Mm -hmm. so um you know it it definitely makes that honorable mention but it it just doesn't it 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 was very very difficult a a lot of fun but very difficult one of the things that i want to call out about my list is i'm not going from 10 to 1 in like 10 month in 10th most influential to first i'm actually going to do mine in kind of a chronological order from 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 when the studio was founded to current only because that's kind of how i processed it when i started to create the list Mm. so so just just so you know that's kind of the way i'm going to go about my list because i think of these top 10 it's very difficult to say this one's the most important of even the top 10 it's really tough at least from my perspective yeah see i i i I decided to rank them okay okay and uh so i i mean i'm sure we'll have some overlap oh i'm sure Um, we will but uh yeah i decided to rank them just as an exercise for me (laughs) okay well would you like to go first or would you like me to go Uh, i'll kick this one off all right I'm going to start it off with number 10 is Fantasia for me. I have that one on my list as well. Okay. So um, I have this one because really the biggest thing is Sorcerer Mickey. Uh, Like (laughs) like that's, that's really the only reason that this, the Sorcerer Mickey is such a big part of the Disney company. The Sorcerer's that, yeah, that Sorcerer's hat, the, you know, Mickey himself is not necessarily quote unquote magical. It's this iteration of him as the sorcerer's apprentice that really vaults him into this, a magical character type thing. Correct. And um, just from like what Fantasia was as well. Like, I mean, I know there's some bias here, um, you know, cause that's one of my favorite films, but I do think that this was a very significant film for the Disney company. Absolutely. Well, and the way I Sorcerer Mickey was my number one reason for putting it on this list as well. But another big one had to do with the fact that this is really when Walt and, and the Walt Disney Company were really honing their skills of of um, animation to music and testing out how you can infer image imagery from music. Um, some of the most iconic music comes from Fantasia. Chernabog comes from yeah. Fantasia, one of the most iconic Disney villains, right? Um, I would also say from a parks perspective, the partner's statue of Walt and Mickey, which is in um, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, uh, in Anaheim, I believe at all the parks, Um the reason why we were able to get the scale of Mickey to Walt comes from Mickey to the conductor in Fantasia. So, so all of those things, Fantasia plays a huge role 
in what we get from the animation perspective moving forward. So well, I'm, and, I'm with you. And even like some of the characters will pop up, like the wonderful ice skating video in Twice Upon a Christmas that we watch every year. The alligators yep. and the hippos yep. are yep. Fantasia characters. Um, you know, there's a whole, uh, there's a whole portion of all-star movies that is fantasia themed well and even just consider phantasmic which is yeah. kind of like a live action version of fantasia i mean let's just be honest for what it is it's a live action version of that yeah i think that this is my my sneaky idea that i think that um you know walt disney wanted fantasia to be like a yearly thing and I think they should absolutely do some kind of version of that. They got that, Disney Plus now. They could very easily do that. Well, or YouTube, like, or, and, and you could very make it like a. <gasps> I have an idea. Ooh, yes. They, they could do a Muppets Fantasia. Oh, uh, come be on. So How awesome would that be? <laughs> I mean, Muppets uh, anything, I'm in. Muppets Fantasia. But, uh, but yeah, like, just you could very easily <laughs> release three pieces a year and have like, your top animators uh, or some up and coming animators have some, you know, have high school bands audition, have college bands audition, do like, you could very easily release something, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I realize everything is cost and I don't know how that makes money, but I think from a Walt's vision standpoint, that's like my sneaky, <laughs> if money was not an object, this is, and I was running the Disney company, this is what I would do. Okay. All right. All right. My number 10. I'm sure this is on your list. I don't know where it's going to be, but if we're going to start with the earliest, we have to start with the OG. And that is of course, Snow White. That's my next one is number nine. So okay. go for it. So Snow White, um, personally, it's not a favorite movie of mine. Like I get the importance of it. I, and this was something I told Matt in my text message. Like the thing that frustrated me about making this list is there's so many favorites that I have, but they're not on this list. But Snow White, you don't get, Moana, Frozen, uh, Maya and the Last Dragon, Aladdin, <laughs> any of that without Snow White. The, 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 the groundbreaking idea that Walt has of making a feature-length animated film for adults. I want to be very clear here. This was made for entertaining adults. This wasn't a kid's movie. It was, And you can see that in kind of the theme and tenor of it. That groundbreaking idea is what put the studio on the path that it, that it was, right? It's what brought us eventually Dumbo and Pinocchio, which I don't have Pinocchio on my list. I wanted Pinocchio on my list because it's one of the most beautifully animated movies. Yeah. But I think Snow White encompasses that entire time of creativity, that entire time of, of Walt really testing the multi-plane camera and, and again, just animation in general and whether or not it could be done. I mean, this was labeled Walt's folly for crying out loud. Yeah. yeah. It made all this money. It's what built the studios in Burbank. It absolutely um, was uh, what set us on the course that we're on now. Yeah. I do find it interesting that uh, like Snow White is really not one of the big princesses now. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I guess, you know, the seven dwarves get like, I mean, obviously seven dwarves mind train is a big thing. Well, in the um, headquarters, they've got the dwarves yep. holding up the roof too. Yeah. Like important. that's, that's there. But from a like you know, other standpoint, you really don't see Snow White as the main princess, but you're, you're right. You're spot on same reasons that I had at, that I had at next on my list where I, I would say from a, from a Disney company standpoint, like right now, I wouldn't say that Snow White is, you know, really ingrained into everything that disney is doing but you're right like you can't have a top 10 list of most influential movies and not put in the one that literally started this whole thing <laughs> exactly okay so that brings me to my number nine um it is another one that is a little bit older but we're moving past because fantasia was my actual number nine so this is actually my number eight okay um and that is C cinderella ah okay and the only reason, and I, I went round and round about whether or not I was going to include Cinderella on this list, but Cinderella is what encompasses the behemoth that is Walt Disney World in Florida. Yeah, I think the movie is probably less influential 
than the the themes that it spawned and 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 the castle and the magic kingdom the most visited theme park on the planet right um but you don't get that without cinderella right and so you know i i the same could be said technically about sleeping beauty but again i think that because magic kingdom is the most visited theme park on the planet and the themes of of um uh, you know, being back before midnight and the magic carriage and the fairy godmother and, and you know, dreams, dreams and... and a dream is a wish your heart makes, you know, all of those things. That is that, that, that's what, like, I literally went back and forth. Should it be Cinderella? Should it be Pinocchio? Because Pinocchio is, you know, uh, a dream is a heart or a wish your heart makes. Uh, when you wish upon a star. Or when you wish upon a star. Thank you. But see what I'm saying? Those two are so intertwined. What brought me to Cinderella at the end of the day was the fact that Magic Kingdom is wouldn't it be an attack without Cinderella. Well, and really, I mean, you have to also look at timing of this. You know, th there's a couple of movies throughout the history that kind of, I don't want to say go as far as like saved the company, but it, mm. in in turn, in, in kind of some ways saved the company that pre-Cinderella, you're in the World War II era where you've got all these very strange films where like Make Mine Music, Fun and Fancy Free, where animators are doing war propaganda and so they're having to scale down their animation studios. And this is the one that kind of, brings it back of like mm -hmm. oh yeah the, oh yeah this this is great mm -hmm. um so that was not on my list I, did, I admit that i did not have uh cinderella there but um but si similar thing like honorable mention like trying to find a spot for it but just had some other films that i wanted to prioritize um all right there. well what was your number nine so nine was snow white all right, what was your number um, so i'll go my number eight um, kind of along the, I'll, I'll, this is a great segue into kind of films that saved the company. I put the little mermaid on there. I had it. I have it as a loud mermaid mention. I, yeah. I had it on my list, but it got booted off and I'll go why in a minute. So, yeah, I, I think that, you know, you look at, you know, we, we have this view of the Disney company that it is never going to fail at this point. And <laughs> I don't know. You and I and, might not have that view, but I think a lot of people have. That I, and, and I don't know. I mean, but I, I don't think right in this moment of, you know, on, on, on April 23rd, 2023 at one twenty-seven PM, when we are recording this, I do not think that in this moment, the Disney company is failing. Correct. But that was not so much the case post Walt's death where, you know, the, those movies in the seventies, eighties, where you're looking really the only hit that comes out of there is Winnie the Pooh. Mm -hmm. um but otherwise it kind of just muddles around and there's it's cult. funny you, it's funny you say that because that that 60s and 70s era like it i i there's i don't have it i have one other thing that i'm going to talk about really but there's not a lot of stuff in there there's from there's like the mid 60s through the late 80s there's not a lot there at all yeah there's there's basically there's not a lot post walt's death yeah. Like there's some stuff in the sixties that is that I, there's one that's in the sixties that is Walt Disney. Like Walt Disney was integral in this sitch in the movie making uh, process. Jungle Book, right? Jungle Book. No, uh, Jungle Book was his last animated. Yeah. Movie. Um, but, uh, um, but then they kind of muddle around a little bit and, yeah. and don't get me wrong. Like Aristocats, great, like fine film, Robin Hood, it, really enjoyable. Like it, there's, it's not that there's necessarily bad films, but, you know, this is kind of it's not going well. And it's not until The Little Mermaid that really that jump starts that that reawakening, era. that renaissance era that all of a sudden now, you know, to use the metaphor of a snowball, they had this little ball that they all they had to do with Little Mermaid was push it down the hill. And it just it just got going. And and, and that's what kind of makes the company what it is today. So that that's why I had that one on there. I had it on my list and then I took it off because I bumped it. I'm just going to share the one I bumped it for just because it kind of is a good part of this conversation. I bumped it for Beauty and the Beast. Ah. I don't know if Beauty and the Beast is on your it's, list or it not. It is on my list. Okay. So, so I bumped it for Beauty and the Beast. And the reason why, and this is further down my list because it's a little bit more current, but Beauty and the Beast capitalizes on, if you look at The Little Mermaid, it is not one of the most well-drawn movies. It's The animation is not that great. But because of the story and how it resonated and, and, and ultimately how it resurged the company, you get Beauty and the Beast. I'm sorry, you get um, Little Mermaid. And right after Little Mermaid, 
you get Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, I mean, I think Rescuers is in there too, but Beauty and the Beast is really the thing that comes after the success of Little Mermaid. And then after Beauty and the Beast comes Aladdin and then comes the Lion King. You get that, like that four, that trio of four right there, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Aladdin and Lion King. That is what sets the Disney on, uh, Disney on the trajectory it has literally been writing for the past 35 years, yeah. right? But I put Beauty and the Beast in there because it was the first of the animated films to begin to use computer technology. Yep. And we're going to talk a lot more about that in a little bit, I'm sure, because I've got some stuff on my list. Yes. Um, but that was the first, specifically that ballroom scene. Yes. That was, I remember they did a whole documentary on that on ABC and how, how big of a deal that was. Well, so that was this, we're going right through my list because that was my number seven okay. for exactly the reasons that you said where, I mean, that ballroom scene is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, absolutely. It, it still holds up to this day. It still holds up. The fact that, I mean, how many anime, even watching like original computer animated films, you go, okay, like this, this looks kind of herky jerky. Man, that looks just beautiful. beautiful. And then the other reason that I wanted to put Beauty and the Beast on there is I think it also puts animation more on the map to a filmmaker mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that it becomes the first animated film to ever be nominated by the Academy for Best Picture. True. And, and, and I, I, like, I, I don't want to undersell how rare that is to have an animated movie because the Academy very much, I have my opinions on the Academy Awards, and they, they love their artsy, artsy, fartsy films. So to have a movie that is animated and geared, quote unquote, you know, more towards the younger generation, that, that truly speaks to how influential and good this movie is. Well, and I also think it's important when I look at movies like this, how how much does Disney still lean on them in the modern day era? Beauty and the Beast, the, the undertones of the song Beauty and the Beast and Be Our Guest, they're still in 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 parks and in TV shows and in nighttime shows and like they they clearly know that this is a winner and Belle is still one of the most requested princesses to dress up as, and I think I think that says a lot to 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 the success of this movie so oh yeah um oh, okay yeah. i'm gonna go to my number seven i guess yep, um, yep this one's a little bit of a go with me here but i have to i have to put it out there because of this sheer i guess you could say um uh not popularity but just how how much it was watched when 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 disney would produce these and these are the disney documentary in nature movie hmm. So it's not animated. Um, this is the first non-animated one on our list, I believe. Um, but if you, and there's no one in particular, cause I can't name any one in particular, but at the same time, those Disneyland specials that Walt had leading up to the opening of Disneyland or those times when he showed off Disney nature. And even to this day, they still have national geographic and they still have the various documentaries that show off parts of the world that people would otherwise not be able to see. And I got to give credit to Nate on this one. Nate, Nate kind of, when I was asking him for his input, he's like, well, what about those? I'm like, you know, that's a really valid point. Like a lot of people learned about the world and nature and mm -hmm. all of that through these Disney documentaries. And it took the artistry and the, the wherewithal of the Walt Disney company to bring that to us, you know? Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That was not even a, a something in the, you know, every Earth Day, they usually release mm -hmm. some kind of new documentary. I've actually got a little, uh, I, I bought this back. This had to have been 2015, Born in China. It's this little monkey oh, yeah, dude. little monkey. Yes, I love him. He, he's one of my only Disney plush that I bought that's not really a Disney plush. Yeah, he's and just a monkey. supported the World Wildlife Foundation when I bought him. I just thought he was so cute. <laughs> yeah, back when Disney plush was only $15. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so that was my number seven. Um, I guess my number six then, right? Yeah, go number six. All right. I'm, this one's got to be on your list. Mary Poppins. Yep, that was my number okay. six. <laughs> all right, all right. I will give you the honor to talk about Mary Poppins because I know how much that means in your family. Yeah, I, I mean, it's this is another one that's tough because you go, well, wait a minute. There's no Mary Poppins ride. No one waits in long lines to see Mary Poppins. Like she's still at the parks, but like you know, there. But from a one from an animation 
live action merging. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's commonplace now in our world. Like not back then though. But not back then. And that's another one of those that man, you watch it and it still holds up really, really well. Yeah, but I think the reason you're right, we don't have rides for it, but the very theme of who Mary Poppins represents, yes. that's Walt. Yeah. That feed the birds. Like that's Walt. Yeah. That's Walt. And I think a lot of people associate that movie also because it was around the time of his death, too. I mean, that movie Mm -hmm. came out in what, 65? Uh, Yeah. It was, it was very, very close to his death. I'm going to look. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, though. That, I mean, it is a quintessential Disney magic where you have Mary Poppins. 64. 64, Okay. Yeah. And Uh, and you have Mary Poppins. 66. Who, um, you know, is this magical figure, but not in the same way that like Sorcerer Mickey is. Um, of course, you have the star power of that time period with Julie Andrews, Dick Van Dyke, you know, the whole run of people. Um, it, from a song perspective, you mentioned Feed the Birds, but even songs like Spoonful of Sugar, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, like it, 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 it is just well, if you're going to go like tent pole of the company, I, I, I don't know. The if- tent pole. It's probably the center tent pole. But it just, it, it, wouldn't you agree with that? It does. It does so much in that company. And it actually surprises me that like the Mary Poppins ride has not been more yeah. like, it, I don't understand why it's getting cut. Um, yeah. I get that budget stuff has to happen, but it's like, man, I feel like if you did a Mary Poppins ride, people would be all over that. Well, and I think it's a matter of that. This is Mary Poppins is what separates a lay Disney fan from like a hardcore Disney fan. It, Cause again, it's a movie that at this point is what? 60 some years old. I mean, yeah, it's old. I mean, it's an old movie. I, some people like myself didn't come do it until very late. I didn't come do it until probably seven years ago myself. So like, like it's what separates that hardcore Disney fan. And like, even if you don't like the movie itself where you can't dig the movie itself all that much, it's not maybe one of your, like, it's not one of my favorites. Don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a great movie, but it's not like a go-to for me. Yeah. I can still appreciate what Walt went through to get that movie, to produce that movie and how it was made. And there's been a lot of lore around that yeah. movie. I mean, again, um, you know, saving Mr. Banks, I think was one of the reasons why I went to see Mary Poppins was because yeah. I saw saving Mr. Saving Mr. Banks first and Walt and knowing how much that meant to him to make that for his daughters, I think was, was just so important. And again, it, it, it's what's gotten us to where we're at today. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, and kind of like you, we talk about with Walt's death. This is kind of the last, I don't consider jungle book to be that big of a hit. Yeah. I, I think this is kind of one of the last hits that, that really, you know, takes over the company and before, and is a, before the eighties. Yeah. It's before, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Uh, so I think we were both at our number five now. Yes. I've already given you my number four because it was beauty and the beast. So why don't you go ahead and give us your number five and see if it matches up with mine. So five, I have, um, I have, I'll, I'll hint, give a tease here. I've double dipped in the Marvel cinematic universe. Oh um, man. Okay. So my number five is Avengers, the original 2012 Avengers movie. Okay. okay. Um, is that Disney? Yeah. Yeah. Are we sure it was Disney? I believe it was. Um, uh, okay. I'm going to look. I'm gonna I think at look. this point it was being controlled by the Walt Disney company. Um, maybe I'm incorrect about that. And then I'll have to change my, my uh, vote Go with here. it. Go with it. Um, but I'll just it. go with it. Um, this is the first time that we see a film that comes from separate films it was and, and takes the storylines and put, Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad yes. I'm glad I'm right. Uh, I'm glad I can continue with my list now. You know, we, obviously we've had trilogies before and we've had, you know, ones that, you know, movies that are the same title. That's, you know, one, two, and three or whatever it is. But this is the first time that we have a storyline from different movies that come together. I love it. And they prove that it can work. Yeah. You know, I, I think this was an ambitious project that, again, nowadays we think, oh, yeah, you can easily do this and audiences will follow. That was not the case in Mm-mm. the late 2000s, early 2010s, where it was this was this was an ambitious project that they were doing. And this is another one of those on a lesser scale of a Snow White and all that other stuff where 
if this movie flops, if people hate this movie, we don't get the movies that we get today. That's fair. You know, I didn't, I didn't put I have Marvel as an honorable mention on my list. I almost had black Panther as, Mm. as, as a top 10, but it eventually got booted because I had to make some room for something else. But to your point, I completely agree with you. This, the ambitious nature of, well, let's pull from over here. Let's pull from, because all it would take is one of those now, I don't even want to say one because the Hulk was a failure, but although yeah. when they made the Hulk, they really weren't looking to do the Avengers project just yet. Like they, they, they moved full steam ahead with the Avengers, even though the Hulk was a failure and said, okay, we're just going to recast it. And, 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 ever, and worry, shockingly, everyone and, was okay with it. <laughs> and don't worry about, you know, like the origin for the Hulk. It's just, he is who he is. He's there, you know, and yeah. they have since like retconned a little bit of it back, which is fine. But you're right. If it, this was such an ambitious nature, playing with millions and millions of dollars, and it paid off, and it's paid off in the decade since. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been huge. Um, which I so let me uh, I'm gonna step in line here and uh, uh, take take number four, which is right. uh, I have Avengers Endgame as as my number four. That's fair. Wow. You know, so two of your top ten are. Avengers. I was I was thinking about wow. it. Avengers was that, and then what Endgame was culturally. Yeah, like yeah. what those films were that, like, even people that were not comic book people, because in in the current iteration of the MCU, we're now in the you're committed, you're an MCU or you're a comic book person. Like mm-hmm. you are consuming all that content. In this first run, and you know, Infinity War and Endgame, and with Endgame, I think being the culmination we were captivated by this movie. Like people saw it multiple times and are rewatching it. I mean, it, it takes a lot for people to go see it again in theaters. I think I saw it three times in theaters. Yes. Yeah, I like, mean, that that's how much of a big deal it was. There's only very few movies that I've ever done that with. Yeah. Yeah. So just the, and I, I, I don't know if we're ever going to get, an MCU movie on the level that that is. I know they're building up to Secret Wars. I know they're building up to Kang Dynasty. I know all this buildup, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know if the MCU will ever be able to recapture that that type of excitement in a bottle because it's hard probably to- broaden that out to just say, could any uh, IP capture that cultural? excitement ever again I'll i don't know yes. i don't know I, I, I think something will come along that will but i think that once a you know what could you know what could hmm. if they really want to do it and i don't think there's any indication this is going to happen but it could with the excitement and the i don't know if you've seen the new super mario brothers movie yet or not yeah but they could build some kind of a multi-universe situation with you know link and pokemon and mario and and all these different characters coming together for some epic threat i don't i don't know what it could be yeah no that you have a super smash brothers movie i mean yes a super oh my gosh (laughs) um yeah like but that's what it is but also that would be the first iteration. I think that's the key with yeah, all this yeah. is that it's the first time that this specific universe does it. And so when you try to do it again and again and again, it just doesn't yeah. feel like that first time. Avatar um, Avatar might. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I'm shocked that, I mean, Avatar Way of the Water made more money than Endgame and it's barely talked about now. Yeah. But it was yeah. a great movie. I mean, I don't know yeah. if you saw it, but I, I haven't seen. I think we were. I think we were going to make do do some kind of a a, a review of it. And we, we were, did. but so here's the problem. Here's the problem. I'm old and I'm tired, and so <laughs> I can that, only that, see. Yes. I could. I could only see movies. Uh, like a lot of times at night with my kid. With when my kids are in bed because it, it somehow when so my wife is can't a stay at home a, mom can't do a three and a half hour movie. And so yeah, like it gets to eight p.m. nine p.m. I'm like man, I'm tired. <laughs> I can't stay awake. Hey Matt, you left your cane over my house the other day. Know, just so I'm you know, old. I got I got a cup of Geritol here for you, buddy. <laughs> let me get, uh, let me my, get apologies my, to, my apologies to the over fifty crowd on the podcast. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't say much. I was in bed by eight thirty last night, so it's all good. All right. Um, all right. So yeah, that was it. my number four. I like so. it. All right. Well, my number five, my four is already out there. Um, this one's a little out of left field, but I think again, it 
it, it advanced us in terms of computer graphics. And I think I got, I appreciated it more after watching the documentary on it. And that is the movie Tron. Hmm. Honorable Tron. mention, honorable mention for me. I, okay. I, I was trying to fit it in and I, I couldn't. Um, I think at the time it wasn't as well received as it has since gotten over the years. It's definitely become a cult classic. Tron Legacy was produced, obviously, in the, the two, 2000s. They actually produced a TV show for a little bit. There's been some comics. Now there's a ride about it. The But the, the, the uh, Tron, when you think about the idea of Tron, it, it was ahead of its time. Yeah. This idea of this world existing in this computer system below our heads, below our consciousness, right? That was ahead of its time. But I think the reason why I have it on the list is, is the, the graphics and the computers that they, in the way that they created the look and the feel and the vibe of the movie, which was something they had never done before. They experimented. And again, while it wasn't necessarily a hugely popular movie at the time, it has gone on to spark a legacy, pun intended, mm -hmm. um, of, of other types of movies. I don't think you get Tomorrowland without Tron. I don't think you get The Matrix without mm. Tron. I really don't think you do. I don't think you get Back to the Future without some of the developments that Tron gave us, right? So I think just knowing what it took to produce that movie and what it led to, not only from a theming perspective, but also from a production value perspective, that's why it's on my list. Yeah, no, that was on my like, ah, I should try to fit it in, but that was on the list of, I just got to go with something else. Yeah. All right. My number three, I know this is on your list. I guarantee you it is. You cannot talk about the modern day legacy of the Walt Disney company without talking about Andy, Buzz, and of course, Woody and the whole Toy Story gang. Toy Story leaps and bounds propelled the Walt Disney company into the 21st century. This is my number one. All right. So uh, I, I give you the honor of talking about it. What this movie has done in the Walt Disney Company. Now, I know, like, at the time, Pixar was its own thing with Walt Disney. Like, I, I, I get it. But, you know, I, I was thinking about the scope of this, of this franchise. And it has a scope that is unlike anything else out there. Mm -hmm. You're talking four movies yep. with one spinoff. Oh, yeah, say, yeah, it's a spinoff. With one yep. spinoff. And rumor five coming video games, TV shows, you have video games, you have TV specials, you, you have shorts, you have um, just toys. So that's that, say, that's, toys. that's just the media. <laughs> so then we get into the toy. Yes. And that was the thing that when I started at the Disney store, the fact that blew my mind and is my, is my, you know, number one, like anecdotal fact is the number one selling toy since 1995, no matter what movie is coming out, frozen whatever it is it is buzz lightyear that is the number one selling toy and I, action figure and i can tell you that you know the other ones can't be that far behind because man we would sell a ton of them buzz and woody buzz it, and woody buzz and woody and um you know it, and and when when four came out, I remember like Bo Peep was pretty popular. Jesse was getting popular. Like I remember how big of a deal it was that they changed the name on the yep. bottom of the foot from Andy to Bonnie. That's, that's how long this franchise has been is that we've had to, from a lore standpoint, change the name on the bottom of the foot because they've changed owners. Yes. yes. And so now then you also get it. Every single park across the world has a toy story presence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it is mm -hmm. something that, you know, it, there's some franchises that just speak more internationally than others. And, and so you'll see a presence at it, you know, over this part, kind of what, like, I know this isn't a movie, but like what Duffy is where Duffy speaks to the international crowd, didn't speak to the, the American yep. crowd. Whereas, I mean, you're talking again, not just rides and lands, but hotels. And I mean, it, all this stuff has spawned from this one movie franchise and th this franchise is not going anywhere like this. Well, and, and not to mention the fact that the technology piece of it, the, the fact that this was the first full length animated movie made with nothing but computer animated technology. 
And then the Walt Disney Studios would go on to use this for its future films later on. Uh, a post, I think, uh, what was the first one that was? I probably, know what the first one is. Do you? Well, I don't. What was it? It is Dinosaur. <laughs> okay, so you got Dinosaur, and then they kind of went back a little bit with Tiana and stuff. But then they, you know, Frozen, Moana, Ryan the Last Dragon, uh, onward. I mean, they they go to using this animated technology moving forward, all because of what happened in this particular movie and it's funny when you go back to watch the original toy story it's clear it's it's still primitive at the time yeah it's, it's then you look at number four and go wow gosh it's gorgeous but it's i think gorgeous. that's what also makes this so because they could have very easily put together a crap movie mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. said look look what we did from a technological standpoint like okay yeah the plot's not very good and yeah our characters aren't very good but guys guys look what we did and they didn't do that Mm-hmm. Not only did they create something completely groundbreaking, they also created one one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, they did. And, and, one of the and greatest franchises just, of all time. Yeah, it's, it's a huge franchise. I mean, think how many characters are in that franchise that people are willing to buy and and uh, and and want to have a piece of like well, the other thing is, is it, it also it also sparked an entire studio yeah that has gone on to re- produce its own content and while i personally am not a huge pixar fan there is no doubt that pixar has gone on to create some of the most legacy driven most important um movies and stories that our generation grew up on and the generations have since grown up on cars the incredibles Inside Out, Zootopia. Um, uh, no, Zootopia was Disney. Sorry, Zootopia's Disney. Yeah, Zootopia's Disney. Um, uh, Finding um, Nemo. Finding was in there. Nemo. Like, like, there's just some major players on the block. Pick, uh, the Up, Pixar's Up. Yeah. Like, you know, again, major players on the block. Wally. You know, like, come on, man. Like, I you just know. watched that yesterday with my kids. That's one of my kids' favorite movies right now. So I've watched that Wally. movie quite a lot. Well, he, here's a, this is kind of a tangent, but it's really a nice movie if you have kids. Because the first 45 minutes, there's no like dialogue they have to keep track of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they can understand what's happening because there's not a whole lot of like witty dialogue that they're trying to understand. They just are watching this robot putz do around. Its thing. Do it. Yeah. Thing. All right. Well, um, how many you got left? I've got, I got two, two left. left. I got All my right. three and two. I've got my two and one. So why don't you give me your number three? My number three is star Wars episode seven. Uh, I wow I yeah I put that as again regardless of what you think about the movie Mm -hmm. Star Wars was pretty much like dormant I don't want to say it was dead because that's that's not right but it was fair that's it was like a dormant volcano and when Disney announced the acquisition and then we are going to release a movie the excitement around that movie was astronomical like people were getting so excited when that first trailer dropped people were just out of their minds and then because of how they realized that they could mobilize this fan base that's why we get the mandalorian yeah and all these other live action shows and right because you get because you get that then you get rogue one you get again the live action shows the animated shows are rebooted again product starts moving again like you're right the interest really well, takes off and again. even now you're getting with the recent announcement at star wars celebration they're not just i i I'm, I'm so happy let me say this on record on the pod i'm so happy that even though again i very much on this podcast saying i think they did some wrong stuff with 789 in terms of storytelling i'm so happy that we're not doing a goofy like oh this didn't ever happen just mm-hmm. forget this no it, it, they're it, leaning into it. I mean, you're leaning I, into you, it. You and I, and I were just talking it. about that before the pod. I'm seven of the eight episodes into The Mandalorian. We'll probably watch episode eight tonight. Uh, and again, spoiler alert if you don't want to hear this, mute yourself, mute for about 30 seconds. But I'm so excited to see that there's so many different tie ins in this period of The Mandalorian that date to 789. Yeah. As well as date back to the, the prequel. They're leaning into the canon. They're leaning into it and trying to connect the dots. I, I was telling you this whole idea of Project Necromancer, like that was really cool. It's filling in the dots a little bit about, wait, where was the emperor during this entire time? And why, yeah. you know, and how did truly, the first order come about? Yeah, like, like you're really starting, you're starting to see the remnants and in, in the, the spark of that a little bit, which is yeah, kind of exciting. Exactly, exactly. So to your so point I, though, and then of course with Star Wars Celebration being announced, 
you know, Daisy Ridley's coming back 15 years later, talking about, you know, picking up the pieces of the Jedi. Like that's kind of cool. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm very, I'm like, I'm, I'm excited about that movie. I, I am I like, again, I very much on record saying I have problems with nine, but I'm so excited for that movie. So I just think that hmm. this kind of, I like, stayed clear of star Wars. I put it on my honorable mention. I did because again, seven, eight, nine are not a lot of people's favorites, but I do. I, I accept your premise that, seven reinvigorated the culture around yeah. star wars I, i'm yeah. with you on that one um okay my number two is a franchise that i am not a fan of but i have to put it out there pirates of the caribbean ah this was on my honorable mention list as well i thought uh, i was being crazy no putting no, this on there oh, I, I i had to put i'm it so even, glad i'm it, not nuts and even nate was like what about pirates and again i'm not a fan of the pirates of the caribbean franchise but you cannot deny the popularity and the legacy that that has left. And here's, here's where kind of where my thought comes in two things. Number one, it's rare for the Walt Disney company to refurbish one of their legacy attractions based on the IP of a movie yet. They've done that in their attraction at Walt Disney world. And I'm so excited. I get to see it at Disneyland when I go yeah. in October, cause it was not open when I was there. So that's number one, but number two nighttime shows, in my opinion, at the Walt Disney world resort and at Disneyland oftentimes feature what the Walt Disney company believes to be the best of their best, right? They're, the legacy stuff, more modern stuff, whatever. And it's why they, you see Maleficent dragon, because that is one of the most iconic villains exactly. out there. It is usually reserved only for animated movies. Yet, what is the one live-action movie they will uh, they put in on their fireworks shows and Fantasmic? It is Pirates of the Caribbean. That dun 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 dun. You know that song. He's a pirate. That 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 song. I remember in 2010 when Nate and I went for the very first time. The the uh, the, the fireworks show, I believe, was called Fantasy in the Sky that summer. Okay. It was a special fireworks show just that summer. They were taking a break from Wishes. So I never saw Wishes, but it was Fantasy in the Sky. And I remember that particular fireworks show, Captain Hook bombards um, uh, Cinderella Castle and takes over Cinderella Castle from the three fairy uh, from the three fairies from Sleeping Beauty and the fairy godmother. So there's four of them. Like he 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 basically takes over, and then um they they send out Tinkerbell and Tinkerbell covers the castle with pixie dust or whatever, and they have this epic fight. And you know what the theme music is when they have this epic fight? It's the, the Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. <laughs> so my point is, while I'm not a huge fan of the movie itself. I know there are millions of people who are, and Disney has leaned into it so heavily um, that it is it, it is at its core part of what the parks are and what the Walt Disney Company is. Well, and it has given viability to all of these movies based on attractions. Yep. That you know now we're getting a haunted mansion movie next year, and I wouldn't I be surprised if that one does well. That we we start we the, to see the Jungle Cruise we have, you know, Jungle you know. Cruise movie out there. I you know I wonder if they'll do a big Thunder Mountain movie or you know I I I I think there's you know they they did viability there and and man I mean they did five movies of this now I I, I think that one is just a near perfect adventure film like just isolated yeah if you it just from an adventure fun standpoint it's a fun ride two and three start getting ridiculous and then <laughs> four i actually don't think is as bad as people say i actually kind of like four five is just absolutely bonkers and why what are we doing <laughs> why 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 is this a thing um, all right so you have got your number two left. Yes. I have got my number one left. I suspect they're the same one. I'll say, I'm going to go with, I, I would bet a lot of money that it's I, the same I thing. I would too. Go for it. Um, I, I, you cannot talk a list of top 10 most influential Disney movies in its history without talking about the power that is Frozen. Is that yours? I actually, no, I actually was Home on the Range was my Oh, ah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 
guess it's an honorable mention on my own. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't. Did you have to do no, Fro- Fro- Frozen yeah. is absolutely the yeah. one. I mean, I, we had a whole Frozen spectacular episode, so we recommend going back and listening to that. In fact, a lot of these that are on here, we've talked about in yeah. much more depth. But Frozen, and I don't, I don't even know what it was and why and what it was that brought us to this point. But you talk to any girl slash young woman who is uh, eight years old through 25 now it celebrates 10 years this year. I know. So you, you talk to anyone in that, that age range, like they know, let it go. They know Elsa. They know the cold never bothered them anyway. They know how much of a creep Hans was. They know how much love Anna and Elsa had for one another. And then something that's so rare because you Disney, I know in this day and age, we think of Disney sequels as kind of just being a moneymaker and like they're they're always going to be successful, but Disney sequels were not always successful. In fact, proof in the pudding, Disney sequels have actually been much, much less successful in the past. Like when you look at Cinderella two or Cinderella three or Cinderella three is a masterpiece. (laughs) Lion King one and a half, right? Like, like, don't you talk bad about Lion King one and a half. (laughs) But but, like, I think maybe the one exception to that might be like Aladdin. Prince Aladdin, of Aladdin three, good and yeah. Aladdin three is a perfect movie, and it's, but it's just because of Robin Williams. Yes, but my my point is this: Frozen two comes out and is this epic blockbuster that's even more popular than Frozen one. So much so that when they show Elsa in the parades and the parks, it's not let it go; it's let it go and into the unknown. Like it's this conglomeration. The amount of merchandise that they've show, sold and continue to sell. The that's what amazes me that we don't have more like permanent frozen representation in the parks than we do. But I know for a while there, they went on a frozen binge and everything was frozen everywhere all the time. Even the castle was frozen. Yeah. You know, so like, I'm sure we'll see more of it. But I, I my point is, you can't talk tentpole movies and tentpole IP really without talking frozen. Uh, it, it was the biggest debate for me was the debate of between frozen and toy story at number one. I was like, these are my number one and number two. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly a coin flip. Well, now you know why I didn't put them in order of like 10 to one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, it, like to me, they're the same, you know, like they have both is great impact. Yeah. It's, it's completely nuts to me. What, what frozen. And, and it's one of those things that I kind of want to start like doing some digging on why did this catch fire? And maybe the answer is we don't know, but often when things flop or when things take off, there's a reason for it. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, this was happening. This is what, this is, this happened here. This happened here. The timing happened here. This was happening, this, this, this. And you can kind of piece together of like, okay, yeah, the perfect storm was created. Are you purposely punning as much as you can with the the perfect storm and things coming? Like, come on now. I'm not purposely punning. This is, I'm just this naturally talented. Um, I'll let let it, I'll let it go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but uh, we're uh, we're into the unknown territory here. That sometimes just happens, (laughs) but I, I do the next best thing, Matt, do the next. uh, Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of an Olaf song. Uh, uh, I mean, this will all make sense when I'm on um, things never uh, change. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it's th- this franchise. I mean, if you think right, we're that... lost in the woods now, come on. <laughs> Wait, what? We're lost in the woods now. Come on. <laughs> all right. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> if you, I'm just going to try to plow forward. Uh, if you, like, if you combine the princess, like, princess franchises together you still aren't getting Mm -hmm. what this franchise is it's one of the reasons why they've never coordinated on and i'll send to the disney princesses like they don't need they coordinated moana they don't need to coordinate the two of them they don't need to they stand on their own yeah they stand on their own you know three has been announced that was the thing at the last you know meeting or last month or something like that that three is in the works um i wouldn't be surprised if this gets the toy story treatment where you get frozen four, frozen five, six, insert number here, as well as spinoffs of. Well, they've already I, started to do some of the spinoffs, like on Disney Plus, like Olaf Presents. Yeah, like the you know, Olaf like Presents that. and the. Olaf I'd love to Spring. see a. I'd love to see a history of like Grand Poppy and the trolls. I'd love yep. to. See- 
um some some nice wandering oaken like yep. shorts like i mean there's young young um young Kristoff and sin i'd love to see young yeah. anna and elsa like you, there's so much stuff that you can mine from this that and I'm this sure is such a and what's cool about this is while it is based slightly on the snow queen they have strayed enough from that source material that this is one of those times that they're it is it is true original material yeah and they can really go anywhere they want with it you know yeah so but man that was a fun list that was a fun list i really enjoyed doing and it we again it was very as, hard we didn't have as many crossovers as i thought we were going to i think there were a couple that each of us had that were different and then the ones where we crossed over it made sense on yeah well and I, I don't think that there were any that that you or i went like what are you thinking? How is no. that? Like, like that's not influential at all. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Well, fun times. I think it is time for us to wrap up the show. Uh, one of the things I do want to call out, um, I didn't say at the beginning of the show, if you're looking to plan a trip to Walt Disney World, I would, or Disneyland or Disney Cruise or Disneyland Paris, I just booked one of those. Um, I would love to help you out. I am a travel planner that works with an authorized travel agency, Main Street and More Travel. I'm actually running a promotion right now. If you book a trip to any Disney destination other than Alani, um, that is Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, Disneyland Paris, wherever, um, if you book a trip uh, between now and May 18th, and you're going to take that trip through September 30th of this year. First of all, great deals. But if you book that trip now through May 18th, if it's a $2,500 trip or more, I'm going to send you a $25 e-gift card on me just for saying thank you. Um, I, I would love to help you book that. Guys, we've got up to 25% off spring discounts and summer discounts going right now, up to 35% off with your Disney Visa uh, 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 card going right now if you book. Um, Matt, did I tell you what I did? No, I'm an annual pass holder now. I did see that. You I'm didn't an tell annual me personally, but I saw now. that. I am so excited. Congratulations. I it took me nine hours to get it. <laughs> um, I waited on hold for six of those hours and I waited in a computer queue at like nine hours in totality to get it. And I finally got it at 4.30 PM when there was a message that says, we think we're going to sell out. And I was really, really worried, but I got it. And so that nice. means I can visit the parks. It's almost like being a cast member again. I can visit yeah. the parks whenever I want, except I yeah. got to pay for it. So, yeah, you know, but nice. I'm okay with that. I get discounts on merchandise again. And you get the and AP stuff. Like, yeah, you get all that. AP it stuff. It was really exciting. So I'm, I'm pumped about that, but someday, someday yeah. for me. And it was a bucket list. I told myself I would do it and yeah. we're going down in a couple of weeks and I get to use two days of it while I'm down there, which is, it kicks me. Gets, I figure if I can use, seven days worth of visits it pays for itself yeah yeah so why not which oh darn you have to spend seven at least seven days of the year in disney world <laughs> yeah yeah darn 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 take oh a, man take a spirit airlines flight down real cheap and do a round trip oh, or something yeah. just yeah you know, i'm just gonna go down to disney for the afternoon take a 47 dollar flight who knows okay here's the thing i have done unfortunately for not as exciting reasons um like I've done a fly in fly out in a day. Yeah. It's not bad. No, I, I mean, honestly, I could probably do it on a Saturday, like do a catch a spirit airlines flight for like $47 or $67 round trip, get it early in the morning, come back late at night and just spend the day in the park. And, and yeah. like I, no hotel, like that would be cheap. no hotel, it, no it, luggage. It, it would you just a, walk on the yeah, plane. It would be a like that was going day. through security when you have nothing but like your phone, your wallet and your keys on you is like, Oh my gosh, this like is you great. Walk like, I have a log here. Yo, what's up? Yeah, it's, you know? it's great. Um, <laughs> for those yeah, of you I, who, who, who don't want to do it like that, I can help you plan your trip though. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that that's the preferred method. <laughs> no, no, that would, that is a long, long day, but I, I you know, who knows? You, you could have fun. worse days. You could have, you know what? A day at Magic Kingdom, man, uh, Saturday or Sunday. Heck, even just fly down Saturday, come back on Sunday afternoon, even. I mean, that, yeah. that, one night at the hotel. So, mm -hmm. All right. Anyway, so it is closing time. Uh, Matt, how do they get a hold of us? Uh, you can email us, beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook group, Beers and Ears Podcast. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at beersandears1928. Um, as always, you can follow... Um, Oh, sorry. You can um, uh, 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 rate and review us. Um, five stars, five stars. Five stars, five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us. You know, we talked last time that we've gotten quite a lot of um, mm -hmm. good reviews. That really does help. Um, uh, just from a personal standpoint, um, I'm, I'm trying to build my social media presence with my writing and all this other stuff. So I'm at Sorcerer Matt. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, 
I do a lot of sports stuff, but I also do a lot of, you know, Disney-based things. Are you, well. are you blue check certified, Matt? No, no. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> you don't want to pay the $8? Um, <laughs> maybe someday I will be rolling in cash where I can spend $8 to get a blue check mark. But as of right now, I'm not seeing Apparently much. they've given the blue check mark to anybody who's got over a million followers now. Oh, okay. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. So I just have... <laughs> Like, I don't know. Let's see. I think I'm at 500, just under 500 followers. So, so. 999,500 followers to go. Everybody needs goals. And I don't even know. If um, I, do I follow you? I think I follow you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You do. Okay, you I do. follow you. you. Yes. Um, I hope so. So, yeah, got some, I got some, you know, projects that are working down the pipeline. Um, I, I, I've got an idea that I'm, I, I just quite haven't figured out logistically how to do it, but I might need your, of the listener's help. Ooh. Um, I just I haven't figured out the logistics of it and if it's possible. Uh, I know it's possible. Let me not, but I just how how would I do it? Um, Fun. So you got um, me intrigued. Yes. Well, I'll tell you after. I don't want to announce to them, but I'll tell you. All <laughs> right. When, when we when we go off. Um, well, let's go ahead and yeah, raise our glasses. Uh, raise our glasses, my friends. Uh, this episode has been on us. We will uh, talk to you and hear you and see you again next week, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.